What is up, you bunch of degenerate fucks? Daddy Nate here, and don't worry if you're not a degenerate yet, you will be, I promise. Everyone loves it here. You are all welcome, and I love each and every one of you. You are about to listen to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Let's Shag Podcast. But before we get to our short advertisement section, which you should 100% listen to because we have some great codes for toys for you. I'm also about to collab with a whole nother brand to do some push some toys and give you some codes. So make sure you listen to that because we have a little teaser this week. But before I do, I want to tell you, I have sat down and I've made a masterclass. Okay, this is going to be how to talk to your man masterclass. It is going to be going next Friday, September 17th. For anyone interested, you can go to my Instagram bio at Let's Shag Podcast, and in my Instagram bio, there's a link tree. Click that, you can go to the masterclass link, pay for it, and spots are limited because I can only have so many callers on there. So first come, first serve basis. But go ahead, click the link in the bio, and pay for it, and you will be enrolled in the masterclass on how to talk to your man, where I spread all kinds of tips about how to communicate from a man's perspective to your man, so it's only to aid you. And I'm trying to bring you guys more stuff like this so that you can actually use it and it benefits you. Now, here we go with the fucking ads. Is there a toy that you've been dying to try? Maybe just on yourself, maybe with your partner, or maybe your partner has a toy they wanna try. Well, you can head over to adamandeve.com and go and select any one of their vast selection of adult toys, movies, and things, and use code SHAG, that is S-H-A-G, at checkout. And you're not only going to get that toy at a 50% discount, but you're also going to get 10 free gifts. That's right, you're gonna get six adult movies specifically picked for you by Adam and Eve, You're also gonna get a toy for her so that she can enjoy it, a toy for him so that he can enjoy it, and you're also gonna get a couple's toy that you can both share. And I know what you're saying, you're like, Nate, that's only nine items. Well, guess what? The 10th item is free shipping. That's right, you're gonna get 50% off, 10 free items, and one of those is free shipping. So what are you waiting for? Go over to adamandeve.com right now, use code SHAG at checkout, and get 50% off a select toy plus 10 free gifts from Adam and Eve. about you guys but I've been seeing all these raves and reviews online about the oh my C oral clit stimulator for women and it is made by Ioba toys well I reached the fuck out to Ioba and they were like fuck yeah we want to partner with you so I already have an active link in my Instagram bio, you can go over to iobatoys.com and use code SHAG, that is S-H-A-G, and you're gonna get 30% off your order. This toy has been raved about by sex talkers all over and I'm so excited. I'm actually gonna do a little showcase about it next week when I get the toy in and I'm super fucking pumped about it. So go grab your Oh My C or Oh My G, which is their G-Spot stimulator, over at iobatoys.com. Again, use code SHAG, S-H-A-G, and you're going to get 30% off your entire order. And now we're back to our normal, degenerate fucking program. I hope you enjoy the episode. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Let's Shag Podcast. My name is Nathan Spencer, a.k.a. Daddy Fucking Nate, a.k.a. Dr. Shag. And here at Let's Shag, we talk all things sex, relationships, taboos, toys, kinks, bodies, and consent. Life is short, sometimes too fucking short, and you owe it to yourself to be having good sex. And we here at Let's Shag are here to help. All right. That was the first time I've ever actually done the intro without reading my computer screen. I've been practicing, so there we go. Today's episode, I'm kind of gonna go off the top of my head here, which is why I'm not reading my computer screen. I don't really have an outline, but I know the direction I want to take this in. So today's episode, what I want to talk about is some of the key points I've been noticing in some of these one-on-one sessions I've been having with clients. So. If you're one of my clients and you're listening to this, don't worry, I'm not gonna be divulging any of your information, but I'm just gonna go over some of the key wickets and some of the things that I think can help a broader audience, right? Because I more people probably need this information than I can ever fathom. So the first thing I wanna talk about is the lens in which you view your partner from. This is very, very, very important, okay? You need to do some self-checking in first and foremost, everyone needs to do this on a regular basis, right? But you need to do some self-checking in on how you're viewing your partner. And I'm not talking about how you view your partner when everything's going great and you're like, oh my God, the, you know, you just got paid, everything's going right. Maybe you got a promotion, you know, all these good things happen in your life, not that lens and definitely not the opposition of that lens, not when everything's going wrong, how do you view your partner, right? But just your neutral lens of your partner, how do they make you feel? How do you view them, okay? And it's actually really funny because I said, how do they make you feel? And that's the one thing I'm here to actually debate today is they don't make you feel a certain way, right? It is your perception of them that makes you feel a certain way. So if if you view your partner as controlling, everything that your partner says is going to make you feel some way, shape, or form controlled, right? If you view your partner as grotesque, then everything they do to you is going to be disgusting or gross or whatever, and you're not going to be sexually attracted to them because of these negative qualities you've ascribed to them. So it's very important that we at least have a neutrality in our lens or our perception of our partners. That is first and foremost, and that starts outside of the bedroom. Because if you're viewing them that way outside of the bedroom, you're definitely going to view them that way inside of the bedroom. And no one's having good sex if you have negative perceptions of them, right? It's just not going to happen. So the next thing I want to give you, it's something I talk about a lot on the show. And me and Mommy Rachel have talked about it. We've given you our experiences of how we've cultivated this environment. But basically what I want to give you is a a first step to try and cultivate this open, honest environment that we talk about here on Let's Shag all the time because I truly believe it is the foundation of a great sexual relationship. So an activity that I've been giving people lately, okay? And this is just to get the ball rolling in the right direction in order to establish this environment, right? Is to sit with each other, right? And take it seriously, right? And the first thing you have to do is look at each other and say, regardless of who who starts this conversation, you have to say, listen, I want this environment to be deeply honest, 
I want it to be non-judgmental, non-criticizing. I just want to hear each other's thoughts. That is the first step. It's very important that you preface this conversation with such so that your partner automatically can wisp away any kind of judgment or fear they may have in going into this conversation, right? So you have to you have to lead and do it slowly. Now, once you've established that you're not going to judge each other no matter what the other one says, right? You're not going to take it personally because that's very important. Do not take it personally, right? These are just things that you're going to discuss and it needs to come from a standpoint of neutrality and understanding. You have to be able to place yourself in your partner's perspectives, not your own, not the way you hear the things that are being said, but the way they are understanding the things being said, right? One of my favorite people to listen to is Jordan Peterson, and he says that a good conversation or and able to tell if someone is actually listening is if I were to say something to you and you were to be able to repeat it back to me in a manner that I would agree with. That is how you actually listen. So you're not just listening, you're actually putting on the perspective, right? You're not listening to respond, you're listening to actually feel, okay? That's what a good conversation is. So that's what we're trying to cultivate here. And the exercise that I have people do is to dig as deep as they can. Okay, this is this goes back to divulgence theory. It is a communication theory that I've studied very extensively. Okay, divulgence theory is basically if you think about humans as onions. Okay, well, you're an onion. All right, we're an onion and we have layers. And the first few layers are very superficial. Those are things we don't mind sharing with people. Um, oh, I drive this car. Oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be handing out where you live, but you know, oh, I live over here. Maybe to just an acquaintance who's asking about where you stay or whatever. You know, oh, I stay at this building, right? Those are surface level divulgences. We, we feel okay to share those with people we're not super connected to, right? Well, what I'm coming to find is in relationships to the people that we say we love the most, we trust the most, that people are still only sharing these superficial layers when it comes to sex. People are only willing because of ju fear of judgment, because of fear of criticism, because of fear of a lot of things. They're only sharing the surface layers of what sex is to them, what they want their perfect sexual environment to look like. And so here is how you can get that ball rolling in the right direction. I encourage whoever the braver party is in the relationship, whoever that is in the dynamic, to dig very, very deep into their onion, into their lads, and share a deep divulgence. The way I preface this to people, the way I say this to people is to dig so deep to something that scares the absolute fucking shit out of you. Something you're like, fuck, that's scary if I said it out loud to my partner. Share that. Because what happens if you don't share that? If you share something super surface level when it comes to sexual communication, right? If you were like, well, I'd really like it if you pulled my hair a little bit more you're going to get back something just as fucking surface level, right? Your partner is not going to want to give you something deep when you're giving them something superficial. That is divulgence theory at work, okay? So if you're willing to share something super deep, your partner in turn will be more willing to share something deep back with you. Now, I know you're afraid. I know it's scary to share something so personal, but I'm telling you the payoff is absolutely resounding. Once you start sharing these 
deep divulgences with each other, that's it. That's the fucking promised land, right? That's what I have with Rachel. That is literally the space of deepest, most felt, open, honest communication that you can have. And it is so important to your sexual relationships. It is literally key. When people ask me questions, I had someone ask me on the Instagram this week, on my Instagram this week, how do I get him to show me the porn that he watches? And I immediately snapped to this divulgence theory of communication, right? I was like, oh, this is fucking easy. If you want to get someone to show you the porn they watch, show them the porn that you watch, right? Or the porn that you like. Here's the caveat. If you show your partner some basic ass shit on porn, whatever that is to you, whatever vanilla is to you, right? If you show them that and say, this is what I like, can you show me what you like? Expect vanilla ass shit back. But if you're willing to really go deep and be like, listen, I'm really big into like DP threesomes and like bukkake and glory holes. And like me and Rachel have literally shared all this shit. Like we literally went down a hole one day. I was like, what do you like? And like, we're like sitting here like, ooh, what about this? And she's like, oh, I like that. And like other shit. She's like, "Ah, I don't know if that's for me because it's more of a male pleasure thing. And I'm like, oh no, that's fair. That's your perspective. I get that. Like it's not a pleasing to you. So what it does is it gets the ball rolling, right? You share things that are more than surface level, and it starts to compound. It starts to upwardly spiral your sexual relationship, right? Start off, you know, maybe you don't go deep, deep, deep. You just start kind of in the mid. And then when the reception from your partner comes back, that appreciation of like, thank you for sharing that with me. I fucking love this shit too. I thought it was really hot when that dude spit in her mouth, and then she spit that on his butthole and licked it. That was great. You're going to be so fucking surprised. I'm telling you, for whatever reason, we all think that we're the only ones that think deep and dark, depraved thoughts about sex or sexual experiences or whatever. But everyone else out here is thinking it too. No one is talking about it. We all have this really deep, deep, dark, whatever thing when it comes to sexual fantasies. And the only thing is, like, people just aren't willing to share that with someone. Why not? If you're willing to share like the hardest parts of your own life story, why are you holding back in your sexual endeavors, right? Why are you holding that back? Now, if you're lying through your teeth from the fucking get-go and you're not willing to share anything like actually important about your life, well, then that makes sense. You're just someone that doesn't want someone to know who you are. But if you want someone to know who you are, this is an aspect of that. This is an aspect of you. Share that fucking shit. It matters. And even if it doesn't matter that big of a deal to you, it matters a great deal to your partner because they probably have had the same thoughts, something along the same parallel of thought, right? Especially in sex. I guarantee you when you share that one thing that scares the absolute shit out of you, like 99.99% positive, your partner's going to look at you and be like, that's not that weird. Why? Because we're all already thinking it. We've all already probably watched it. We've all probably thought about it a million times. Maybe even some of us have done it, right? But you have to be willing to come from this place of non-judgment. Because if I show you something, you're like, oh, I've always wanted to try this, and you dug really deep. And then your partner looks at you, and they're like, oh, I actually love that. I've done that before. That is not your chance to go, oh, you've done this before, huh? I can already feel you little toxic energy degenerates right now. That's not how you handle that. You look at them and go, oh, you've done that before? Like, you liked it? And they're like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
And you can be like, well, what was it like? Be curious about it. Something we also need to get past is this whole thing that like your past sexual experiences are what your current sexual experiences are because that's just not true. Something that I'm having to teach people is to literally wipe their slate clean when it comes to their partner. So what happens is we're a culmination of all these sexual experiences we have experienced prior to meeting whoever we are with now, okay? And if you're single, it's prior to whoever you're gonna be with next, right? I don't wanna leave anyone out here. You're a culmination. And so you found things that work some of the times, you found things that work generally, and it's good to have a base of what is decent in the bedroom and what generally works, right? Like we all have a general idea of how certain things sexually should go. And that's good to hold on to. But all the other shit, literally everything fucking else, erase it from your entire fucking mind. Because that is not the relationship you're in now. That is not the same person. Everyone's body, regardless of what you identify as, is different in the way we experience pleasure, is different in the way we are built, is different in the way we experience pleasure physically versus mentally because mentally feeling pleasure is a whole different realm than physically feeling pleasure and we're all very 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 much individualistic i call everyone snowflakes and i mean that and you've heard me say it before you're snowflakes in an endearing way because snowflakes are beautiful and snowflakes are no two of them are the same there are not two snowflakes alike so we're all snowflakes yes i turned snowflakes into an term of endearment there you go. You're all beautiful. You're all unique. So all that past shit that you've hold on to in your past sexual experiences, erase it off the board because it's going to cause you to have this ego when it comes to sex. I've had it happen to me. Yes. Even with me and mommy Rachel. Okay. There have been times when something has happened or we've done something in the bedroom and out of my pure ego and frustration of wanting to please so bad, I've said, well, this works for everyone else. And while I don't think in the moment that that's a very bad comment to fucking make, it is a fucking terrible comment to make. Now, I have apologized for saying that. And Mommy Rachel forgives me. She loves me. I love her too. But it's very easy to get in your own ego when you're comparing your current sexual partner to everything else you've experienced. And that's not fair. They're not the same. You are the owner of your own owner's manual of your body, right? I like to use this like mechanic theory here, which is, you know, kind of, I'm not going to lie. It's like pretty basic of me, but I'm, I'm going to use it anyways, right? So if you own your own owner's manual, right, you have it. You have got to make sure you first have read it, okay? You have to know how you operate. And most people do. Some people need to explore their bodies a little more. And for you out there that need that, I fully wholeheartedly implore you to go explore your bodies in all the ways that you can because you're not going to know what you like and what you don't like until you fucking try. Now, once you have a handle on how to know your body or whatever, then you are giving that to someone else, okay? And you're like, here, read this. I've written it. And they're like, oh, shit, right? And now they have to interpret it through through your words, but what happens is when you have all these past experiences built up, they start interpreting it through that and not through you. They're not interpreting it through the way that you meant it. They're interpreting it through all their past experiences. And that's why I say it's so important that we wipe this slate clean. Forget everything you fucking knew before that. 
It's a different fucking person. It doesn't fucking matter. If you can't quote that handbook of that person from front to cover in the same way that they intended it, you are not reaching your full potential. And so there's two sides of this, right? There was the partner guiding the pleasure, and then there was the partner receiving the guidance to the pleasure, right? And this goes for whoever you are in the relationship. And if you are the partner receiving the guidance, you have got to come from a place of humility. It will help you to erase that slate, but you have got to come from a place of humility, 110%. Be open to the criticism. When your partner looks at you and they say, hey, do it this way, hey, do it that way, they're not telling you, hey, you fucking suck, do it more like this. They're literally saying, hey, you can cause me all this fucking pleasure if you just do it this way and listen, you fucking idiot. And you're over there like, well, my last girlfriend Veronica didn't like it like that. What the fuck? Erase your slate. Get out of your ego. Listen to what the fuck they're saying. Check in to make sure what they're saying and your understanding are the same thing because that's also a very big thing, this lost in communication aspect, which brings me to the next thing that I've been talking to people about so much lately is direct descriptive communication and how important that is in the bedroom especially. What does direct descriptive communication look like? If I look at mommy Rachel and I say, get down on your hands and knees, you may say, well, that's pretty descriptive, Nate. Like, I don't think it's really hard to fuck that up. Well, yeah, it is. Because if I say, get down on your hands and knees and we're on a bed, and what I meant for her to do was get down on her hands and knees facing me with her hands pointed inward, her chin up, her eyes closed, and her tongue out on the floor, that's completely different than, hey, get on your hands and knees. So being able to use direct descriptive terminology when trying to describe to your partner what you want and what you like. Big difference. We can see that so easily in that example of get down on your hands and knees or, hey, baby girl, I want you to get down on your hands and knees. Stick your tongue out. Close your eyes. Turn your hands inward so that your elbows are facing each other. And wait for me. Dad will be right back. That is direct descriptive communication, okay? Not get on your hands and knees. That's fucking too basic, man. You gotta be more direct and descriptive, especially when you're looking at other aspects of sex. So like dirty talk. People are like, well, how do we, you know, navigate dirty talk? Listen, when you're doing dirty talk, you are looking for something specific in responses. You're looking for something specific in the wording you are using. I can't tell you how many people I've sat down and it's literally just changing out terminology, right? Changing out the word my for me or changing out the word slut for whore, or like changing out the word baby for baby girl or, you know, there's all these different areas. If you are looking for something specific, ask for something specific. I cannot reiterate that enough. It's very, very easy to just say, yeah, I like dirty talk, let's try it. And then you walk in and you're like, what the fuck do I say? Here's what's gonna happen. And this is why direct descriptive communication is so, 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 so important and I cannot preach it enough. Sex is this huge, vast realm of things and you can try it and try it and try it and try new shit and you're never gonna fucking get to all of it, okay? Literally, it is this like endless buffet of things to try. I like to use the sex food analogy here, okay? 
You go to a restaurant, you have like three or four things you've had before, you know that you really like those things. Every now and then something pops up on the menu, you're like, hmm, let's give that a try. Maybe you like it and your partner doesn't. Maybe you both love it and now you incorporate it more and it's more of a regular thing, right? Sex is like food. You never know until you try it, first of all. And then once you've tried it, you either know if you hate it or you enjoy it, right? I mean, that's how it works. And then you start incorporating more items that you've compiled on your list of favorites there at your fucking sexual restaurant, right? But the point is, sex is this huge, giant, vast thing that if you leave it open to interpretation, if you say, hey, I want to try and be more freakier in the bedroom to your partner, what happens in your partner's mind, unless, unless you've already talked about something directly descriptive in freaky, like what you mean by freaky, right? They're literally, their brain is going to try and fucking explode. Like it's going to be like, oh, freaky. Okay. So you start looking up what is freaky things to do in the bedroom. And there's like a million of them that you can try, right? You're like, there's all these different toys. There's all these different bondage things. There's all these different, like, there's so much shit. There's so many different areas of things that are freaky, right? There's so much things. So what happens? The normal response to this is that instead of picking something and being wrong, we will not do anything. That's just human nature. We don't want to be wrong. So instead of picking something and trying it and someone not liking it or it crossing a boundary, we decide we'd rather just not be wrong and we won't do anything. Same thing with dirty talk. You throw out a line, daddy, I want that big fat dick in my mouth right now. And you're looking for a response and he doesn't know what to fucking say. He's going to either default to something so basic like, yeah, okay. Or he's not going to say anything because he would rather say nothing and be neutral than to say something you don't like and be wrong about it. That is why it is so important that you are very direct and descriptive in your communication. If you want to try something kinky, what fucking aspects of kinky are you looking for? Are you looking for a DDLG dynamic, a dominant daddy little girl dynamic? Are you looking just for a blindfold and some handcuffs every other fucking Thursday for the next year? I don't fucking know. Whatever that looks like to you, it looks like for you. But you have to be able to tell your partner exactly what it is about that facet of sex that you are looking for. If I look at someone and say, hey, I'd really like to try anal play. Okay. Anal play encompasses a whole lot of shit. There's all these fucking toys. It can include my dick, my fingers, my tongue. Like, what aspects of anal play are you looking to explore here, good sir? It matters. So when asking for things and trying to guide your partner in your, in your little owner's manual, you have to be very descriptive with your language. Can you imagine if you were trying to like, you know, check your battery in your car or something and it was like, look under the hood. And you're like, what? It's like, look under the hood. That's all you get. Figure it out. You're probably not going to go fucking change the battery. If you don't know how to change a battery, I'm not making fun of you here. I'm just saying like, I'm sorry, I'm like trying to save my face here because I know that there's people out there listening to this that actually don't know how to change their car battery and I'm not knocking you, okay? I'm just saying like, if I say, if your owner's menu says, open the hood, it's there and you're like, what the fuck? Okay, well, I'm probably going to take this to someone and have them do it because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But if you open your owner's manual and said, battery is in this compartment, there's a nice little picture of it, it points to it with a little fucking arrow, it says you have to take out this screw or this bolt with this size wrench, whatever, direct descriptive communication. Now we know how to do it. Now, whether we choose to do it after that or not is different, right? But we at least know how to do it. We know what we are looking for. 
So that is why direct descriptive communication is so, so, so important. Stop being general with your sexual guidance. And stop letting your ego creep in when you are being guided. And so the last thing I want to leave you with today is my three-step method for communicating with your partner, okay? And it goes like this. Affirm and validate, give your perspective, and then ask for feedback. So affirm and validate first is, listen, I see what you're saying. I understand how you feel about this. If I put myself in your shoes, I 100% get that. And we want to stay away after that phrase from the words and or but, right? So validate first, and then you shift to, here is how I feel about it. Not but I feel this way, or not and I feel this way. It's just, that is valid. You are valid. My perspective is this. My perspective is this on it. And then you ask for feedback. You say, does that make sense? Can you see that from my shoes? How does that make you feel? It's a little three-step circular motion, okay? It goes, goes in a circle. It's a little cycle, and that's exactly what it is. You affirm and validate, give perspective, and then you make sure your perspective was seen and you ask for feedback. And that's how all these conversations have to go. You need to be talking more, not only with your partners, right? You need to go deeper with your partners. I encourage you to go deeper with your divulgences to your partners because that is very important in establishing what is literally the foundation of your sexual experiences, okay? That is so, so, so important. But you need to be talking about sex more with your partner, with your friends, for those of you brave enough, enough, with your family. And I'm going to get on a little rant here for a minute. Society has made us look at sex through a negative lens. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, it was abstinence, having sex leads to pregnancy, and then some form of science-based health uh, perspective on biology and how sex functions in a scientific manner, right? There wasn't a single hint of how to provide pleasure. It is literally taught from a lens of clearly biology, of negativity of STIs, STD, you know, they used to be STDs, now they're STIs, whatever the fuck that's about, right? But it's seen through this lens of like, don't do it, and then when you do decide to do it, do it behind closed doors with your partner, and don't talk about it to anyone else. That was the culture I was raised in. There wasn't someone for me to go to, for me to say, hey, how do you actually please a woman? And if you're asking another man your age who was raised in that same environment, all you're going to go down is like almost a toxic masculinity cycle of like, oh yeah, I fucked Bethany and Tiffany and they both said a huge dick. All I had to do was hammer it in her. No, no one's talking about the pleasure aspect of sex. Now, I know that's a very man perspective, but I'm sure there's all these other perspectives about it as well that people can relate to, but it needs to be talked about. How to please and how to receive pleasure is so, so, so fucking important. And it needs to be discussed. If you're listening to this right now, fucking share this shit with everyone in your phone that you feel comfortable with. Because people need to know how to be pleased, how to please, and how to fucking talk about it. Because no one's fucking talking about it and that's the fucking issue. Oh, it makes me fucking sick, man. Everyone's out here just like hiding it behind their fucking closet like, oh no, that's sex. We don't talk about that out in the public. Why the fuck not? Why are we not sitting here having conversations about how we can please people? 
about how we please our partners, sharing tips and tricks that maybe we will enjoy or maybe we will incorporate, stuff like that. That is education. Education is not, here's all the bad stuff that you need to stay away from, so be careful. What the fuck is that, man? So I encourage you to share this episode with just anyone, anyone. Talk about it with somebody outside of just your partner. That is my task for you. If there's anyone out there that didn't think I was fucking back to 100%, I am fucking back at 100% motherfuckers. And if you don't believe it, get fucked. That's literally all I have to say to you at this point. Get fucked. Daddy Nate's back. Share this fucking podcast. Use this information. Go forth. Prosper. Daddy loves all you fucking degenerates. And let's get to fucking shagging.